was me singing. That was a musical note I just hit. Uh, that was me. Uh, I'm all sung out after these games. You were you were sung out after about the first note in the first song. I was. You started cracking. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was done. I was pretty done. Welcome to Wii Universe. Uh, this is the show where we are playing every single game on the Wii U, and uh, we are playing it and talking about it and, and singing about it. Singing about it today. We're climbing uh, up to the highest mountain and sharing our opinions and shouting them loud. And starting an avalanche, hopefully. <laughs> Exactly. Destroying a small village. Uh, my name is Steve Guntling. Hello, I'm Woody Siskowski, chairman of the board. Oh, glad to have you here, chairman. And we are joined today by a special guest. Say hello, special guest. Hello. Hello, it's Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm not chairman of the board. I'm just human resources. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So is that like... Who, who in the Rat Pack got stuck with that nickname? Was Joey that... Bishop, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, all right. Send them over to HR. That's where we send all the broads when they complain about our terrible behavior. Toxic masculinity is a problem going throughout our entire scene. Babadoo. Babadoo. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's my Frank. Uh, so uh, today we are playing a couple of karaoke games. These are first-time genre for us, which is always very exciting. wasn't a lot of these on the N64. You could Not say, hey, you Pikachu might have been a karaoke game. You could have sang to Pikachu, and I, honestly, might work better. he probably would have responded just as much as he did in that game. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I think it wouldn't have mattered. I Pikachu, do something! Pikachu! That Pikachu. was not really a song. Go but... collect your jar of hearts. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> Pikachu... Do you believe in a thing called love? <laughs> Just <laughs> Yeah, that's what he sounds like anyway. Uh, so today we are playing two games. One is called Sing Party, and one is called The Voice, colon, I Want You. So uh, it's hosted by Uncle Sam, a very patriotic show. <laughs> Apparently. And uh, forgive me, everybody, for last week I uh, misidentified this game as Sing Party U. But rest assured, this one has not earned the U, okay? <laughs> Only the highest caliber games get the U, and I think this one may not have quite earned mm. it. Before we jump into all of this stuff, uh, what's everybody playing right now? Uh, I'll go quick. I'm still playing Elden Ring. It's still kind of annoying, but I'm 10 hours in, and <laughs> I guess I'm committed to another 80 of it. It's just getting good. And... Um, I lied recently. I'm actually playing the third sh was it Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Lara Croft game for the you know the second big iteration of the series. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, so she's playing through all three of the those, big like uh, recent reboot. I haven't Tomb played those games, but those the titles of those games suck. Kind of like it's like okay, does a rise occur before a shadow? And like, I mean, I guess, yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. Sunrise happens before a shadow. I so guess. So I hundred percent agree because they they were all free on Epic at the same time, and so I downloaded them, and it was really easy for me to pick the first one. I was like, okay, Tomb Raider, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, TJ, I was like, my boyfriend was like, which one do I play next, Rise or Shadow? Which one is it? And he's like, I don't know. I think it's this one. And I actually had to Google it and check which one to play first. Alphabetical, just good when in doubt. Uh, but then you'd be playing the first one last. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think they're, they're two games away from Tomb Raider Annihilation and Tomb Raider Reckoning as far as like really uninspired uh, game names. But I like Ooh, those games. Oh, can we add a rival? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Rivals. Uh, Tomb Raider Battle. Yeah. Why not? Um, so yeah, I am playing, uh, this is a bit of a spoil, well, not really a spoiler. If you listen to our Patreon episode this week, uh, I'm playing a game called Alice Madness Returns. Me and Lindsay talked about it on the Patreon a little bit. 
Uh, that game's real fucking good. It's uh, sticking out her tongue because this will be the first time for listeners of our show they get to listen to an episode without me in it. So it's true. This is your chance, people. Yeah, you, you all wrote in and requested it, and now <laughs> like, now it's want, finally happening. We want less Woody, yeah, <laughs> more of the time. Yes, I don't. I don't know if it was less Woody. I think it was definitely more me, because because I'm kind of awesome. It was you know, less some, Woody. Some it was of the more time, like not bossy. all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> so uh, we we played the American McGee's Alice series, which is just two games long, a pretty digestible series. And uh, the second one kind of slaps. It's kind of great. I'm really enjoying it. It's sort of uh, my exact style of like action platformer adventure game. And it's really weird. And I'm having fun with it. So check that game out. It's on the Game Pass. All right. So since we are. Uh, oh, nice. Lindsay just finished a fireball. And I'm not talking about the drink. I'm talking about the Mario projectile that was thrown at her face. She finished it. I'm, I'm talking about the drink. Oh, OK. Well, never mind. Uh, so uh, since we're talking about a new genre, I wanted to go look back a little bit at other singing based video games. And uh, you got to start by talking about karaoke and karaoke is a more recent trend than I think people kind of realize. The first karaoke machine was uh, uh, created in Japan in 1967, and we didn't really start getting karaoke bars until the late 70s, uh, even in Japan. Um, And uh, so it kind of took a while to catch on. It didn't come into America until the 80s, and even then it was sort of a slow rollout. But now it's it's caught on, and it is uh, the fact I found was a ten billion dollar industry worldwide. Karaoke is a ten billion dollar industry, and I mean we don't live in a particularly large town. No, but I imagine it would be very easy if you were really into karaoke to go to two different karaoke's every night. Yeah, like I think there's enough bars that do it. Yeah, definitely. Having been the person in this town that was into karaoke, you know, before the pandemic. The one person? Wait yeah, a minute. Exactly. It was, we it was just, <laughs> I think we need to get your Pennington. only child syndrome in, in check in here. This, you are not, You did not invent no, the concept I'm of karaoke. No, I'm saying in this group, and actually that's a lie because Steve came with me most of the time. Yes. The, the thing was that like the, the people who hosted it, hosted it in multiple nights at different places. Yeah. So there usually was one karaoke place a night, but you could go almost every single night. Yeah. And you just knew the circuit. It was a circuit. It was, yeah. You could do that with trivia, too, which we found out for a while. We tried for a perfect week at one point. We never got there. We got five days. We got five days. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, so, yeah, but w- once it hit the U.S. and the rest of the West, it's kind of you can you can sing karaoke in pretty much every country in the world, which is kind of amazing. Um, that's kind of a cool thing. Um, as far as video games, uh, also kind of a newer innovation than you might think. There was one attempt to do this back in the 80s. It was a Famicom game called Karaoke Studio it came out only in Japan. You needed to use the extra disk drive on it to, like, upload the sound chips on it. But uh most people basically say it's a it's a novelty, but uh, doesn't really work as a karaoke game. As you can imagine, the technology was just not really there. Right. I mean, how it would be really tough to do karaoke with those early sort of sound technology, the bleeps yes. and bloops in nineteen eighty five. Blue blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sing that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, blee blue blee blue was a big song in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, like that's you know, true. worldwide, everyone remembers the lyrics to that. But yeah, uh, so that. I think people wisely kind of said, it's like, all right, all right, this isn't going to work with any of this technology. Let's just not even really bother with it until it does. Well, the thing about like karaoke in a bar mm. is there's not really a game to it. Like no. your judge is just the other people there. The only thing 
that's happening is a screen. Someone is playing the song, and a screen is displaying the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. But you're not getting you, scored in a bar, right? I mean, you it, might score in a bar if you do well enough. Yeah, hey, exactly. hey, hey, hey! Depends hey, on I, your song choice. Toxic masculinity still going on. And I guess the thing is that makes you think these games, most of the time, at least the ones that are coming out, aren't called karaoke. No. They're like more like rock band and guitar hero. They're competition or like band party games. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that I think that's how people tend to play those games. But like that's you what you need. It. Like that's yeah. the point of if you're playing a karaoke, if you're at home and buy a karaoke game, mm-hmm. what you want is something that grades you yes. so you can get better at it mm-hmm. and sort of do better when you go out and do karaoke out in public. Like yeah. if you just you don't need a game to play a song and show you the lyrics because chances are you know the lyrics if you're and, picking and, it. and have that song accessible other ways. Yeah, yeah. So the first game to really crack it was actually Karaoke Revolution from Konami that came out in 2003 uh, for the PlayStation 2. And uh, this was pretty cool because you could use like a peripheral mic or you could use your SOCOM headcom or headset, which was what most people had a microphone for at that era. And uh, you you sing into it, and it, this was a game by Harmonix, and so this introduced their system of kind of measuring your pitch rather than measuring the words that you're saying or the accuracy of the lyrics. And so uh, that way you can get like a, a pretty consistent score off of it, and that's still pretty much the system that's used. Was there any? Have you guys ever played a karaoke game that tries to make sure you're actually saying the right words? Is that just too hard to measure? Or I I have done one, and it's kind of a famously terrible game. It's called Get On to Mike. It is a uh, hip-hop karaoke game where you need to rap. And, of course, the latency with those early mics in the PS2 makes it practically an unplayable game. So some of the the rock band games do try to get you to rap specific lyrics, but I don't know how they measure it. Yeah, sometimes it's just by cadence. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll have you tap along. Mostly in the rock band games, there's sections um, where it won't show any pitch and just shows the lyrics. All you have to do is make a noise. Like, yeah. they don't grade that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any section in a rock band game where the lyrics matter. Like, the best way to sing well in rock band is just to go, is just to do your imitation of the crash test dummies and go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. I mean, or just like do the really cool mature thing that I always do and try and replace as many words as you can with anus and see uh, see how well you can do. Well, I was, was going to talk about something else, but my mind's just drifted. So. To anuses? I mean, never mind. It doesn't matter. We're all good. <laughs> Let's not talk about anything else now. That's, but, a, that's an unlockable mode in this is all anus mode. <laughs> it works it's, really... It's a porn parody of Star Fox 64 where they enter the first boss. They're like, all anus mode. And then they open up their wings. And there, there, I, I did try and do this. I found the best song for this was... Uh, uh, Every Morning by Sugar Ray, because the first line is, Every morning there's an anus hanging from the corner. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's not every anus there's an anus? I mean, I could have done that, okay. but, you know, I care about the in- integrity yeah, of the Sugar song. Ray. I mean, I'm an artist, okay? Me and Mark McGrath are artists. Um, Karaoke Revolution was big in, in my house. Like, I was, I was in college when this game came out, and me and my roommates were all about this game. I remember specifically my friend Jeremiah's bachelor party, was four drunk dudes hanging out of my apartment playing karaoke revolution. I mean, that's like, pretty heartwarming. It was it was sweet. And also all there was to do in our very, very, very small mountain town in the winter. So like it was a good memory and it was a lot of fun. But yeah, this got this was a heavy rotation when I was in early college. Uh and that would have been about one, maybe even the same year, if not only one year before Guitar Hero. 
So like this was yeah, kind of the time like where like away, yeah. people figured out how to make the rhythm and music genre like work. Yes. And maybe the PS1 just like I guess the discs there just didn't have the memory to like put on more than two songs. Yeah, like, and I mean you th- that's a lot of like real world songs that you're porting into. It's not mm-hmm. like music you're creating for the game with your proprietary tools. Do you remember like around how many songs Karaoke Revolution had? Oh god, I like, c- I couldn't tell. It not not many. Like uh, probably 20 or less, right? Something like, like that because I know Rock Band has definitely kind of destroyed my <laughs> expectations for things like that cuz you can download thousands of songs. Yeah. I mean it was a very like steep curve that happened like it, I remember early in like when rhythm games were a huge thing, every new game was sort of one upping the previous one. Yeah. Like it felt like the original Guitar Hero had a good selection of songs at like 30. And yeah. then Guitar Hero 2 was like, now there's 60 songs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then they just kept going until you got to Rock Band 3, where everything got pretty out of control. It's, of like it's built nuts. in 90 songs and downloadable like thousands. And can't you like program your own in one of those? If you. Not not in an approved way, yeah. but people have figured out ways to do it if okay. you want to get those on your 360 or PS3. I mean, but. it is worth noting maybe the biggest innovation for this particular genre was when Rock Band came out, or rather when uh, Guitar Hero 3, or was it 4, World Tour? It was World Tour, World Tour but that Attic came karaoke. out after Rock Band. Okay, so, Rock so it was Rock Band. Yes. Like, Rock Band was... Guitar Hero was catching up to Rock Band. Yeah. They, they started the industry with, like, the guitars and the actual... Uh, instruments, but yeah. then Rockman introduced, I think, the mics first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was kind of like a, a plastic uh, instruments arms race for a little bit. But yeah, yeah. did you find how many so, songs well, So I just, you know, Wikipedia is great for things. Mm. Um, Karaoke Revolution, the original, came out with 37 oh. songs. And okay. there's a volume two on PS2 that came out yeah, with 35 were... songs. There's a volume three that came out with another 38. Yeah, there were there were yearly iterations. Yeah. And I think sometimes they carried songs over. Like there were some songs that were on all discs. So it wasn't quite as robust a selection. But... Well, and I think that's where like Guitar Who and Rock Band started to take over where you could, as each new game came out, like port forward the, the, the songs you had on the previous games, as long as they could tell that you'd purchased them. Yeah. And then you had them all accessible in one game. I, I want to read off just a couple of karaoke game titles because it sounds like uh, increasingly agitated instructions. There's <laughs> Boogie, get on the mic. Lips, just sing. We sing. You sing. Sing it. <laughs> so those are different karaoke games. Also, you can play. it's weird that somebody decided to name a karaoke game Boogie. Boogie is, uh, it's a dancing one, too. I oh, believe that's sure. an EA game. They've got little mascot characters on there. That yeah. if, uh, if Boogerman had ever taken <laughs> off the way that they wanted it to and they had spun it into, like, a kid's cartoon oh, show shit. of, like, Boogerman babies, it would have been <laughs> called Boogie. <laughs> and I'd watch every episode until it gets inevitably canceled. Yeah, four episodes in. All right, let's talk about our first game today, and that is Sing Party. This was released November 18th, 2012, developed by Freestyle Games and published by Nintendo. This is a Wii U exclusive. So Freestyle, they are a British studio founded in 2002 by former members of Codemaster and Rare. Uh, their first game was a street dancing game for the PSP called B-Boy, which was released only in Europe in 2006. What we you, never got that one. What do you think the mechanics of a street dancing game? I mean, probably I'm, probably just... My only experience like with street dancing games is when you play as Eddie in uh, Tekken. Mm, sure. Um, so it's a, probably a lot of that. Yeah. But I, I, I just, imagine it's like a, like a quick time mini game DDR kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah that would, you, that would, would be how be, I do it. Rhythm I, action. I feel like the inevitable thing would be like a if EA adopted that, like a twin stick mechanic of like 
these this stick controls your right leg. This stick controls your left leg. And yeah. you can like these the buttons control your facial features. That'd be crazy. I would play it that way. Uh, so in 2008, the studio was acquired by Activision, where they were working almost exclusively on localizing DLC for Guitar Hero games for a little bit. But then they got their big break developing a game called DJ Hero. Uh, that game, uh, it's a big plastic turntable. I've never really played it. Uh, have, have you played this one? You're, you're, it, it what is, is into these? It is still, a f- it's one of the ones that you can still find at your local Goodwill. Like, yeah. It's, hard, it's harder to find the... Uh, rock band instruments now but like i still see this dj set around i played it ever so briefly yeah it is fun like it's sort of a turntable with three different buttons on it mm. um but i don't remember it you can't i don't know the mechanics just aren't quite as satisfying as rock band so it's a yeah. good game it just never quite picked up the same way because it no. came sort of near the tail end of people are like all right i got enough plastic crap in my house it totally and it also just kind of looked a little confusing it's kind of hard to explain the mechanics of it um but it, it sold well and they got a sequel the following year uh sing party would be their game after that and then they would be put in charge of revitalizing the guitar hero series with uh, guitar hero live in 2015 now we're going to get to that game that is on our our show it's coming up pretty soon but uh Live was well-liked by critics, but it fell pretty short of sales projections. It didn't really revitalize the brand like they hope it would. And so a lot of uh, layoffs happened at Freestyle. And in 2017, the studio was sold to Ubisoft, where they became Ubisoft Leamington. And they've uh, they've landed on their feet. They've been developing the Tom Clancy Division games, which are apparently the biggest games yeah. in the universe as, that I've never as, played. As discussed, like hugely popular games that we have no idea what you do in them. Yes, they also they sure also you shoot mans. They also developed a game we've talked about a lot, which is uh, the Toys to Life game Starlink, which had uh, uh, Star Fox in it and didn't really take off. Ironically, for a space combat game, yeah, too. it did not take off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so this game, Sing Party. All right. Who boy. What the hell is going on in this game? Jesus Christ, I wish I knew. Well, firstly, uh, it comes packaged in like this big heavy-duty cardboard box with uh, a mic inside it. And I, you know, I, I had to mangle this fucking thing to get it open. People, listeners, glued we, so may tight. Have, we may have opened, we should have like recorded you. We may, may have unsealed yeah. the last sealed copy of Sing Party out there. Though I'm sure it, that's not true. I'm sure there's a warehouse full of these things. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> But, like, it, it always kills me a little bit to, like, do so much damage to the box, you know, just for resale value. And it doesn't package back up right. It annoys me. But, yeah, it comes with its own mic, um, which is a, a, a nice-looking mic, a very sturdy, like, big, well-built Yeah, a microphone. lot of the, like, the Rock Band mics and then the Konami one for the voice game are feel a little bit light and flimsy-flamsy. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like... <laughs> The thing that you still think of as like a quality speaker is like, yes, this is really heavy. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you grade how good the speaker is. I love it. And um, this one was a little heavier than the other mic. Exactly. And I I, uh, I like my my uh, microphones like I like my Gears of War characters. I like them big and beefy. So and with chainsaws on. And with an on button. Yes. Yes. Uh, the on button actually helps. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm going to front load some praise here before we get into kind of, because I think we need to analyze what the fuck this game is. Yes. So I'm going to front load it some starts praise. starts out, yeah, it does a good thing right at start. It does a good thing right at the start. There's a nice mic and uh, great song selection. Yeah. Excellent selection. 50 songs, all all from the original artists. And it's like, it, it kind of runs the gamut. Like there are a few songs that you, if you play a lot of these karaoke games like I have, then you'll... You'll see a lot of the same songs appear over and over, and some of the touchstones are there, but there are some weird ones on here as well. There's like some old well, query stuff. And well, and it seems probably weird to you because remember you said it was a British studio? Yeah. 
a lot of those are British songs a lot or, of or songs that were more popular in England. And I was, I saw them and like, I grew up overseas. I was like, I know this song. I know this song. Like I grew up with those, yeah. but the one nice thing too is they're all unlocked in the beginning. Yeah. Like you don't have to unlock anything, which also may be a little detrimental because like part of a game is to like, Oh, I'm going to get to that point where I can unlock this. And like, you can get like mm-hmm. a level. Yeah. That was an early, like, rock band or as guitar hero was trying to figure out what it was that was kind of an early thing of like when you first booted up guitar hero like there was only like four songs available to play in any of the modes yeah you had to play through the whole campaign and once they got to rock band i think the first one also required you to unlock songs yeah and since it was a multiplayer thing and they eventually realized people buy this game and get like five of their friends together right then. And it's very disappointing to not have things unlocked the day you buy the game. Just wait for me to play this by myself for a little bit. Okay. Just sit there. Just sit there. And so eventually they just like, by the time rock band two came out, they just gave you all the songs from the start. Uh, Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. And like the layout menu is very nice here. Um, It shows, I mean, this sounds like a faint praise, but it it matters relative to the next game we're playing. It shows you like, a picture of the album mm-hmm. that the song is from and it names the artist and it gives you a couple different ways to sort it. Yeah. It, it the, But weirdly, the list doesn't like wrap around. No, you have to go all the way back. Like once it ends, you have to go all the way back yeah. to the beginning, which is just kind of a weird choice. But, but you know, pretty, pretty excellent song selection. Yeah, I, I think it does that. a good job of, regardless of who you're playing with, they will find something that they know and feel excited to sing. Like, yes, um, my music tastes tend to be like old man, old man sure. style tastes. Like most songs that I know are like from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this gave me plenty of options. I'm like, yeah, I could sing that. I could sing that. Yeah. And, um, but still had you know enough for the for the youths. Yeah, the absolutely. youths of nine years ago, whenever this game came out. Yeah, the the youths who enjoy LMFAO and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, them them whippersnappers. You know. Okay, I, so I believe it's pronounced. Lampho. Lampho. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. Apologies to Red Foo. Um, so, all right. That that might be the end of my praise for this because this game is... Uh, Woody made the very excellent observation that this game does not need to exist for you to play it in a weird way. Uh, the, 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 the sort of signature mode... This game is called Sing Party. Yeah. The sort of signature mode that the menu defaults you to is the party mode. Yes. And like party's right in the title... And this mode does nothing that a YouTube video does not do better. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of the basic idea. The, the idea is they want you to be more engaged with the people at your party. So you're not just one person staring at the screen singing along to words. They want you, uh, the singer holds the gamepad vertically, and that's where the lyrics are going to be held. And the idea is you can read those lyrics while you're looking at the people in your party instead of at the TV. Except you're not because you're looking at the gamepad. Exactly. Pad. You're like basically looking down at this thing. If you're it's holding it like me, creepy, I'm holding like, it like a phone. If, if, when someone's singing, you don't want them like looking right at you. Like, no. You want them to be engaged with what you're doing. And like you've cool. had karaoke parties before yeah and like i'm never like not entertained watching one of you guys sing no because like you get into it and like i can heckle you and like you just have a conversation in the background with someone else yeah yeah, like i never feel not involved i'm not like gee i wish i could like press a on a wiimote during this song yeah which to be clear i can do if i want you could do it anyway it would be about as effective as a here well and it's snapping your fingers. Oh, the yes, yes. The pressing A during the Frank Sinatra song 
is snapping your fingers. Did I, I hear any snapping? I don't know. I don't remember hearing any snapping. No, I was just supposed to press A. Yeah. Yeah. No. So one person is looking at the gamepad singing. Yeah. Here they just show the lyrics. They don't like have the little bouncing ball or measure your pitch in any way. No. They can the other two or three players can have Wiimotes mm. or a microphone. If they use a microphone, like certain parts of the song will come up on the TV that then they're able to sing. Yeah, the 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 lyrics will get blacked out on your gamepad, and then the other person is supposed to sing it as it pops up on screen and or, then, or to harmonize with you at certain points. And it comes up really quick. Yeah, and like you, it just says kind of sing, and then you're like, okay, where are the words popping up? Because they're like built into the background as like big exclamation point, full capitalized words, and then it's like really quick. And you don't even know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And so then the people with the Wiimotes, like they, the first one we did was the Frank Sinatra song. There's this terrible looking sort of cartoon avatar that's sort of halfway between a me and like trying to look like a full-size cartoon man. Yeah, it looks like something invented for Steven Spielberg's AI or something. Like, yeah, it's, it's a near futuristic cyber person yeah it doesn't look good um and so as this person is sort of singing along this avatar is singing along to this very sort of bland cutscene in the background um the wiimote just says like for the snap what was it asking you to do when we when i sang ymca oh uh clap or uh, it was uh it was just like tap along to the beat is all it said it didn't say snap it just said tap along to the beat okay and but but, like it doesn't indicate if you're on the beat or if you're yeah it just kind of says press a occasionally you get no bonuses for doing this you get a little vibration in your wiimote that's mm-hmm. that's your whole reward. And then eventually it will also tell you eventually to dance. But there uses no motion control okay. aspect here. We we haven't gotten to the Just Dance games yet, but uh, my understanding of those games is that you hold the Wiimotes in your hands and that that helps measure the way you're moving. That is so my understanding have, as well. You have a sense of like your your the poses that you're hitting your are right being reflected. Your right hand is higher than your left hand, so you that are is, matching the pose. That is not the case here. There is no motion sensing. There is no anything. If you're dancing, if you're not dancing, if you're jerking off, it doesn't matter. It's going to be reflecting the same thing yeah, on this TV. Yeah, this game TV. just totally takes your word for it, which is yeah. just such a weird thing that I've never encountered in a video game that's like... like yeah, do this. You can play if you want. Like, we're telling you to play, but we're not going to grade or measure you or even give you feedback in any kind of way. It's it, This game's operating on the assumption that we never would have thought to dance on our own, and so they, it needs to tell us. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, here, dance. Like, we want to get you involved. Get involved, but we're not going to tell you how well you did or if you did anything, and, like, you're supposed to be staring at the screen doing what this is doing, but yeah. you have no, like, there's just no... The actual making it feel like you're doing something together. No. There's no real game here. It's no. essentially like, uh, yeah, it's just like a kid's video you would watch on YouTube. That's like, okay, everyone, now clap your hands. Now sing the Baby Shark song. Uh, totally. It, and, but like you said, it's the person singing is not being measured or graded. Yeah, the no. people clapping are not being so measured once, or graded. Yeah, you finish this song, a song in this mode, and they're like, good job, you did it. And you're like, okay. What did I do? What do I, did I need to be here for this? Yeah. Or, you know, it, like, what's the what's going on? It is tremendously bizarre, and not, not actually, I guess the part that's extra disappointing about it is that it's not totally a bad idea. Like, no. to have the lyrics show on the Weibo, or mm-hmm. on the gamepad, so the person can sing and free up the TV for other stuff is kind of a cool idea, but... There's nothing for any of the other players to do that matters. No. Like, there's no way that it's competitive, and there's no real dance or Wiimote mechanics here at all. It just makes me really wonder if anybody market tested this. 
Like, did they have like just their development, like development team try this? Like anybody in a group, like in an actual party, usually with alcohol mm-hmm. or some kind of, you know, influence they're like, like you said, we've had karaoke parties. Yes. Like she was making air quotes right yeah. there. Well, we, cause we, we've done it different ways. We, yeah. We've, that's their code word for cocaine parties. It's a cocaine party. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> None of the cocaine was ever involved at those kind of parties. Um, is that we? Is that we tried it different I was ways? Not like we, to these. we've done, we've done YouTube, like karaoke things where like we didn't want to buy songs, so we kind of just put YouTube on and sang along. And like Woody was saying, like having people doing stuff in the background and having like the I like having the words on the screen even when other people are singing because then other people can sing along yeah. you know, as long as it's not overpowering and people don't get upset about it. Like, you know, some people we know then mm. like it's a, it's a party. It's a, it's a big thing together. And maybe that's why these games usually work well is it's a group of people, not someone sitting by themselves on the couch drinking and singing by themselves. Like I do. There you go. It's just, yeah. It's just so odd that to realize that you're holding essentially a game pad two controllers and two mics and realizing you could set it all down mm. and have the exact same experience. It's nuts. Yeah, you yes. absolutely can. Uh, it should be noted, this is like the signature mode of this right. game. I think but that's it's not, the other problem. Yeah. This isn't just some weird tossed off thing. This is like what the part game of the is title and what it defaults to. So we, we were very baffled by this mode, and to say the least. It should be noted, though, there are other modes. Like if you wanted more traditional like karaoke sing-along measure your pitch experience, <laughs> you have that. But it's a really fucking weird one, okay? Because the way they lay out the lyrics in the presentation is that you have the lyrics being presented in two lines on the bottom of the screen like you do with most karaoke things. But then they also put the lyrics on the lines that you're supposed to match with your pitch, you know, like on the the, the musical notes. And it's really confusing to, like, try and read lyrics that way. It also, like, the... I appreciated that the font was fairly big, like it felt pretty easy to read as sure. the lyrics were going by, but the there's nothing interesting happening graphically. Like, no. There's no sort of avatar singing in the background of this usual mode. There's like a wire flame, frame butterfly. Yeah, at exactly. One point. Yeah. It's just kind of a, a blue screensaver. Yeah. Um, and the options to set this up are also just kind of weirdly confusing. Like yeah. Your options are like solo or together, but then it's duet or head-to-head. There's like kind of a lot of modes to this game where you're like, I don't know how this mode is any different than any of the other modes. And they do, uh, as in the party mode, give you the option to add a Wii mode as an instrument in these modes. <laughs> but like, it gives you like a tambourine. So but I, again, I, no measurement of this. So I just like- Or, or to the song, because so, like I was singing a like kind of sad- Like a slow sad like, song. song. And then there was a tambourine with- the guy is switching off the remote, going to the background, like shake, 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 just, shake, just shake, shake, like crazy because it doesn't and matter. And me trying not to laugh while singing because I, I take it seriously, you guys. This is what it reminded me of when we played Mario Golf and we couldn't stop pressing the the Wario. Hello, like, uh, hurry up, go! Yeah, yeah, we we couldn't stop pressing it. And then the other no, the other mode to talk about is this really weird team mode where you're supposed to hand the microphone back and forth between team members with like. 
not much notice. Yeah, it was like we were singing Don't Stop Me Now, and it's like, don't stop me now. Hand off the mic. I'm yeah. having such a good time. Hand off the mic. I'm yeah. having a ball. And they, they give you a countdown. They say five seconds to hand off the mic, but that doesn't give you time to finish your uh, a phrase and hand the mic off to someone else without punching them in the you face You have to do it. it kissy style, where you yeah. both get like real in close, and then you just sort of push it over. <laughs> so it's like playing suck and blow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But That's- a microphone's a lot heavier, you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the idea of that, though. Like, you, like having that seemed more involved than the party mode. Like, we're actually getting people all to sing the same song, because they all like the same song. Yeah. But yeah, the pass-off mechanic just it didn't quite work. Yeah. It, it's 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 really nuts, and it's just kind of like a very mixed bag, missed opportunity kind of game here. It's Yeah, it's just so odd that they clearly put in the budget to get, like, a bunch of songs that are yeah. probably expensive to license and that you would be excited to sing. Yeah. And then they really just punted on essentially every other mode in this game. Like none of them. It, and it's not that hard to just like have a decent karaoke game. Like, no, no, it, it's it, if, if it like basically functions and your microphone is working, then it's kind of a slam dunk. And, and it gives you, and it's nice to have like some sense of progression. Yeah. And that's sort of what happens is like the solo mode here. Like, once you sing a song, they'll sort of give you trophies to it later, but there's just, I don't know, you want like some kind of career or story mode or just something to make you try the songs you don't already know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is just very bizarre how many modes are in this game and how they all just don't work right. No, no, and they, they all just kind of like uh, uh, muddle the the one thing that should be working really well here. Yeah. Like, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, no, this game was a disappointment. Yeah. Well, let's move on to talk about our next game. It's called The Voice I Want You, released October 21st, 2014, developed by Bit Composer Games and published by Activision, and this was also released on the Wii, the PS3, the 360, and PlayStation Network. Uh, Bit Composer, they worked pretty much only in Germany. I think this is their only stateside release. Their last game was called Space Rift Part 1 in 2016. There has not been a Part 2. You know, Oh, you know what I forgot to say, which is true for both The Voice and Sing Party? Mm. It's really weird. None of the boxes here give, say any of the song names. No. Like, that was so weird, because I remember that from, like, sort of the great rhythm music heyday of, like, that was the big selling point, is, like, we have this yeah. song that hasn't been licensed, and, like, these songs... Sing Party has a list of artists on the side, oh, but okay. not all of them, and it's also kind of weirdly buried, and, and then the voice doesn't feature any the because voice they don't... The crazy, like, yeah. how, how amazingly cheap this game is. It's like, yes. they paid for the name The Voice... Which is, oh, okay, yeah, I do yeah. see a couple um, on the, the box. But it kind of blends in with the warnings on the other side. Yeah, they yeah. pay for the name of the voice, but none of the actual, like, production values of the show. No, and none, of the, none of the celebrity coaches, none of the actual music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not it's even Carson odd. Daly is in this game. So uh, the voice is something, uh, as, as with most uh, live television things that happened in the last 10 years, I didn't see it. I have never seen an episode of The Voice, so even though it's it is... It's a phenomena. It's a phenomena. Uh, it's way up there. You were talking uh, about how it's only a 10-year-old show. Yeah. But, we, I mean, which is still, you know, decently long for a show, but it has 21 seasons. Right. So it's one of those that cram two out, out a year or something like that. Like, Well, doesn't American Idol do two a year, too? I think they did. Or do they... Is that show still on? Oh, it's it's still on. I know it ended, but I think it came back, Oh, and right? the, the thing is, like, we talked about this. We're like, did anybody famous come out of The Voice? I don't think we actually looked it up. 
Oh yeah, as as far as like uh, people who won the voice, I don't really know. Well, um, I feel like the voice sort of I mean again, I I have not seen the show either, but the vibe that I'm getting is it puts a little more emphasis on kind of the judges competing yeah. with each other whereas mm-hmm. American Idol was definitely like who is the star performer cuz here as best we could understand for a game that essentially like a singing competition there's yeah. a lot of strange arbitrary rules i guess to give it more drama in the show itself yeah but like judges who you know the judges are the famous people here yeah um and the said- original the original four so this is a remake of a uh dutch show uh that's just called uh the voice of holland and uh so they they just kind of adapted this formula straight out. The original four hosts were Adam Levine from Maroon Five, CeeLo Green from Gnarls Barkley, Christina Aguilera, and then Blake Shelton, who I think is a country yes. guy. Uh, and he's the only one who's been on the show the entire time. Okay. He's still a host. But like, I feel like it had a good like when I remember the show premiering, I felt like it had a clear, simple hook of the judges cannot see the person singing. That seemed Wait. to be the thing, right? Like it even says on the box here, forget about looks, it's all about the voice. So the well, idea that was that's the audition. Yeah. Because you can only really do that once. And I think that was <laughs> wasn't that kind of the ding against American Idol was just that they kind of were only casting really pretty people to come out and compete. And so they wanted like a little bit more diversity. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. Like you have a show you want to like cast people who are very charismatic and you want to put on television. Well, and they said from but, the get go they were casting a new pop star. They wanted yeah, specifically a pop star that would endure, true. you know. Whereas so that, this was very much like, okay, it's just about the singing. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to try and uh, explain the concept of this because it is, like you said, it's weirdly complicated for what it would seem. The hosts sit in chairs, like big, like men in black style chairs that are <laughs> bon, faced. Bond villains. They're petting cats. They're, they are. They're all faced away from the stage. The singer comes out to audition for what they call the blind auditions. They sing a song. Do you think they've had an episode of The Voice where they have Mike Myers on as Dr. Evil as like just a weird... Joke. I would really hope like, so. That seems like a, I feel like they must have happened. They must have done. No, something it wasn't like that. him. But they definitely have had people jokingly go on, um, and even in um, Pitch Perfect, the like anybody who uh-huh. likes singing likes Pitch Perfect, like or karaoke songs or whatever. Anyway, the, the and then of course I don't remember the actor's name, but he has a thing. Johnny where Perfect. He, no. <laughs> Jimmy where, he, where he goes on. Robert De Niro. <laughs> his, his whole thing is like, oh, I went on The Voice and I did this and they all, they all loved me. Like, so like The Voice definitely has a following and like a marketing and everything. And they have had, I, I think, yes, you were yeah. right, Woody. They definitely focus on the judges. It was Robert De Niro? Yes, it was. No, <laughs> they focus on the judges. And so, okay, I think so they yeah, make the, it all about they're, they're the competition. They're the right. ones competing so the, against each other. The, the idea here yeah. is that they are... The judges are recruiting the singers to their teams. And so if they like what they hear, they press a button in the chair, it flips around, and they get to see what they look like. And then if multiple people ring in, then they have to the, the singer gets to choose what yes. team to be on. And and they're coaches, not judges. Coaches, I'm sorry, I have me. to correct myself. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And the, and because <laughs> they do, they they coach throughout the thing. And I didn't even really realize it until this this game that we played tonight yeah. that they're by genre. 
it's rock, R&B, pop, and country. Yeah, I guess that lines up. I didn't even yeah. realize that, like, I knew that they had people from everywhere, but I was like, oh, I didn't even split it up into that. So, yeah. It's if, a celebrity. Oh, goodness. If, if you make it past that point, then you have to, like, compete against other people on your team, but other coaches can steal you. Or if, you, can if, you get, if you get knocked out in this elimination round, like a different coach can have you join their team. Right. And then by the time you get to like whatever the fourth or fifth round, that's when people at home can actually vote on who's the best singer. And, and that's how it goes from there. And I mean, but Lindsay was looking up like, and you know, maybe this is true. Like it hasn't been since the heyday of American Idol that like most of the winners have like gone on to have some kind of success and like it's a true. real career. Like yeah. maybe once we started getting inundated with these singing shows, but you were looking up past winners of The Voice and you didn't recognize anyone? Yeah. No, no I, I mean, I don't. I guess the most popular or the most successful is Cassidy Pope. No uh, idea who that is. Just, yeah, and, and I don't recognize it, but I guess she already had Sounds a following. Like my sister, if she was she Pope. She was competing. Uh, she's the lead <laughs> singer of Hey Monday, which is a pop punk sing. Okay. But she revealed she wanted to be a country singer. Uh, well, you got to go country. And I know nothing. I mean, I know I'm old, but I know nothing. Yeah, this. so none of it. But regardless of kind of that complicated, like, elevator pitch to explain this show, it was hugely popular. And, like, I think all of these coaches got, like, massive career boosts out of this. I know two of these hosts, like, became people's sexiest man alive. And one of them was Blake Shelton. And that doesn't really make sense. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it's... And, and I mean, they, it's just been huge boost for everybody's career who's been on this thing. Um, and I've never seen a frame of it. I don't know. I've just I, I kind of dipped out of uh, uh, singing competitions after like very early American Idol. So, but the point is, uh, with all that lead up, <laughs> that yeah. If this Wii U game comes out and you're excited to buy a voice, the voice video game, what you want aside from like good singing mechanics is you want it to look like the show. You want to feel like you get to be a contestant on the show and that these celebrity coaches are there sort of judging you, evaluating, and you're like under those hot lights. And And according to this, the show takes place in a uh, discount version of the AHA Take On Me video. Yeah. 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 This game is unbelievably devoid of personality. Yeah, really, really bad. it's It's just so odd. It would be like having like a very specific you know, licensed sports video game where you don't put any aspect of, like, that licensing in there. And so, like we said, there there are no officially licensed songs in this, and to the point well, where... Well, there are officially licensed songs. They're just they're, not the original they're not, version. Yeah, exactly. They're not the masters. They didn't pirate everyone's songs. No, okay, that's true. That's <laughs> the, true. But the, the, the programmers didn't record, like, right. their own things in their basement. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's got, you know, they're, they're, none of them are the original artists. Right. And uh, they also, if you look at the track list, they aren't identified... By artists, that's not even like in the style yeah, of so blank. I, I guess somehow they didn't even pay for the rights to say the artist's name. They say the genre. They say like, okay, this song is rock. This song is R and B. This is it's like what? Okay, so if you don't know who some of these artists are, like I didn't know who some of them are, like you're not going to find out from this. And it can be surprising, like, so to to find a song, like you don't always know what. Even if you know a song, if they just say the name of it without the artist, you're like, I don't think I know that song. And right. then it starts playing, and you're like, Okay, all right, I might, but, might be able to fake my way through it. Yeah, but. but like here, the song list is just not very good. Aside from them all being covers, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's necessarily a deal breaker because you are singing over the lyrics for the most part anyway. Yeah, so it's not like you're hearing too much of the song, but like it really. Just 
to- goes towards more modern pop and R&B. There's only like a few older songs. There were about even, I think there were about six songs on this that I even knew. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, which again, is a testament to my old man taste, but like. Well, but still, it's like, yeah, some of these should have kind of crossed over. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, very cheap production values. Like you don't see any of the celebrity guests. You don't even see the chairs rotating. It's just like a flat card icon. Yeah, the, and the, the the judges are just named their genre. Like yeah, R&B yeah. judge says, you really killed it, Steve. And country music says, wow, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. And then you do you want to join country music's team Obviously. or R&B's team? I mean, R&B seems to like me, but I kind of want country to like me. So well, I, and they know. don't explain like if there's any benefit, like what the difference would be would yeah. be like do you have to choose specific songs if you join a genre does it matter like there's no actual weight to i think anything you choose in this there's Not no really. actual weight so like i don't know if we're getting an accurate recreation of the show but for well, you it, know it, it does seem to like the show is done in rounds you know it's following week to week the, and so it yeah. follows that structure uh, but like the gameplay, the gameplay never changes, and since the production is so cheap, like that doesn't change either. So, no. like your first song will be like, "This is the blind round." Yeah. So you sing the song. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, "Okay, great." And then the next round comes up, and be- each of these rounds they cut down on the number of songs you can play. Like they only give you two or three choices for the next round. Yeah. Which for a karaoke game is bad. Like yeah. when I play rock band, I don't mind playing like guitar or drums on a song I don't know. Sure but I don't want to sing a song that I don't know. And so there's it's always awkward. Yeah. yeah. If there's only three choices and I don't know them or care for them, I'm like, well, great. I guess I'm not going to proceed in the story or I'll just sing a song I don't like. Yeah. Um, but then it advances to the next round where you're competing against another character. So like you were Steve competing against Eric. Yeah. And Eric was signified. What what song did you sing? Or oh the, fuck, I don't even remember. It, it was, but but yeah, it was it was yeah. a female duet. Sure. And yeah. so you were competing against Eric, who was represented by this African American like woman silhouette silhouette yeah. of a woman. And we're like, is that Eric? Are you competing with? Her or like like what yeah and, and then at the end they declare a winner but nowhere while you were singing does it show how Eric was doing no no nowhere no there's Which no I real guess indication would be accurate to the show because in the show like real time you don't know how well the other person is doing but that's not the point this isn't the show it's the game yeah and like if you're trying to be better at something you're going to be trying to gauge how well you're doing um, and yeah. I know you like. I give this game a lot of shit too, not as much as Sing Party, because the one thing I did appreciate was there was voice practice modes. That was where this game had some interesting stuff to offer, and I will say for for all of the uh, the knocks we're putting against the the presentation and some of the mechanics here, this feels like a better karaoke game than Sing Party. It feels like a more functional and more fun karaoke game than Sing Party is. Uh, yeah, there, there, were, there were a couple of times in Sing Party we, we couldn't even tell if the microphone was registering. Yes. Like, we had the wrong mic selected, mm-hmm. but, like, even when we moved to the right mic, it was still like, is this still working the way we want it to? Right. And here it's pretty it's pretty cleanly laid out the yeah. way you would expect a, a, a Guitar Hero a kind of karaoke mode would be. And my recurring problem, I mean, my issue with karaoke games is that I don't like to sing very much, which I acknowledge is not the game's fault. Sure. But what I want and the thing that I struggle and get frustrated by is people try to explain singing to me and they're like, you need to sing in a different octave or change your tone and pitch. And I just stare at them. I get that. And I'm like, 
I don't know what that means or how to do that. The like, thing that drives me crazy is when I get told to uh, support it. It's like, yeah. what does that mean? Exactly. I just remember when we were in Spam a lot, and I yeah. had about two solos, like very short lines, and our choir director would just, as I was singing off pitch or whatever, would just raise or lower her hand, and like as if I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I know I'm in a musical. Well, she was trying to tune you to the theremin. You know, so, so, so let's let's backtrack a second. I think it would be a good idea to introduce, like maybe how we all got into singing or why we are getting so passionate. People don't care about that. No one wants to know about Steve and I's personal life. No, you guys have done a lot of theater together. No, we've done, yeah. And I think it's interesting for people to know that you're not just those kind of nerds, you're also theater nerds. Yeah, there's there's many facets to our nerdiness. I don't know, like I... I, I do like singing. I'm not like a particularly good singer, but like I don't think you should be to, or I don't think you need to be to enjoy it. And I think you should. I think we need to normalize people like singing poorly uh, in public spaces, and that's what I'm working towards. Yeah, no, I think I you're a perfectly public. competent singer, Steve, because you sing with comp with confidence, which I think, at least in the world of karaoke, is about ninety percent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but similar to how I feel about. Elden Ring. Um, I have trouble when I don't good under- karaoke mode. In that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When I don't understand mechanics of things, yeah. like I want to be like, all right, what's the baseline that I'm working on, and how? Because then I know how to improve. Yes, and I can practice something. And so I occasionally, like, I'll be playing rock band, and I'm like, I want to try singing, and like, it's just like poor, poor, poor every yeah. time. And I'm like, why? I need a mode here that sort of is like. This is how singing, like, now try raising your pitch and try lowering your pitch. Yeah. And just kind of teaches me about that. And so we can say, for this game at least, they have those modes. They have those yeah. vocal coach modes where they'll give you some kind of, like, they're very half-hearted. I agree, well, but they are some We kind didn't of, like, get very far into them either. So, like, the f- we just started the very first one, which had you do mouth exercises. Yeah, yeah. Which was the same tone. Like with just kind of, yeah, to like move your mouth in a certain way, which is a big part of singing that I don't know. I was never taught. No. Um, I've just seen people do it on TV when they're pretend doing auditions for musicals in a TV show. Like, glee. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but yeah. And then they have things to like help you kind of stretch your range a little bit, you know, and like uh, uh, take you gradually higher a few steps. Like it is very simple, but it's also similar to what you would do. Like if you were in a musical and you were getting warmed up before like going on. Yeah. And you know that. And I don't, because I've never done a musical. Yeah. My, my singing started with my mother telling me, I don't think you should be doing that. (laughs) 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 And and then I got frustrated because I actually really enjoy singing. So I kind of, I self-taught myself and yeah, I sing like very mocking. Like I, I mimic a lot. Sure. But I think the last time I was around my mom and I was singing, she was like, oh, you should join a choir. So just so you know, like, it's possible to to learn on your own. And yes, maybe sure. the video game wasn't the part that helped me. Yeah. But I, I really enjoy the aspect that they try. I think I just have trouble hearing my own, like, my voice sounds very different, like, coming out of my mouth than yeah. I think it does like in the real world. Oh, with um, everybody too. That's no, why no, so many... totally. But yeah, like, yeah. I think that happens like with singing, especially yeah, like yeah. it will be grading me as being on the wrong key. And I'm like, I think I'm doing it right. I think I sound fine. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's why so many people hate hearing their own voice on tape, like, eventually. It's just because this is not what I sound like in my head. It's like whenever we do sound check, and I'm actually the child yeah. who puts their fingers in their ears while yeah. you play stuff back to know that we're doing the right, you know, sounds. And, yeah. And I'm like, nah, 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 I can't hear myself. Well, I, I think, uh, do we have anything else about the voice? I think I've, I've... Well, yeah, I mean, that was a long-winded way to say, like, I appreciate that they had a few more of these modes yeah. of, like, do that, you know, it will measure sort of your vocal range and things like that. Um, and I appreciated that it kind of had a little more story and drive to it. And that, they get, that gave it a little bit of verisimilitude with, like, the, the, the license that they're going for. Even if it doesn't look very much like it, they're trying to capture the beats, yeah, which it's I just, can appreciate. Yeah, but it's just so unbelievably cheap. Like, it's hard not to feel pretty ripped off by it. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, I just think that, I mean, are, these are the only two karaoke games on the system, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bummer, like... I think you would have been disappointed with either of these. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I would, I would give the edge to the voice, kind of surprisingly. But yeah, sing, but sing party's slicker and has better music. But and then that's a big deal. Like what I just what I want is like if you had to deal with these games, I want the sing party soundtrack on the voice game. Yeah, yeah, I but, think so. Like, yeah, I don't know. Go. Yeah, we can go to rankings here. Yeah, all right, let's move on to our rankings of these episodes of these games. Uh each week we are ranking the games that we have played. We have we have 71 games on this list so far. Nice. I haven't updated the numbers recently, but 71 games. Uh so I am going to put Sing Party pretty low. Uh it's going to go underneath ESPN Sports Connection at number 63. Uh this was a kind of baffling uh, uh, mistake of a game. Like, they, they just kind of forgot to make any interactive elements Again, that are worthwhile. Again, I'll just reinforce, especially so weird, because they clearly spent, like, a big budget on the music itself. Right, exactly. And the voice was slightly better. I'm not going to put it too much higher. I think this is going to go uh, underneath Avengers Battle for Earth and above Barbie's Dreamhouse Party. Uh, that makes it number 58. Uh, yeah, like, like I'm with you. Like it's, it's very cheap looking, uh, not having the real tracks is a bummer and, uh, not really attempting to capture like what makes the show so popular is uh, a mistake, but the mechanics are kind of solid. It's um, still not the game I would go to if I want to play karaoke though. Yeah. I mean that, that's, that's the real problem here is none of these games I feel like did a better job than a YouTube video. Um, I liked the, I liked sing party more cause that had, mm. I mean, with the voice, I would sing about three songs, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm done with this game because I played every song I care about." Yeah, that's true. Whereas Sing Party, like, even if I was playing the bad, you know, sort of basic mode, I'm at least okay. I can play ten songs here that I yeah. care about. Um, so I'm gonna give Sing Party the edge, even though I wasn't crazy about either of them. I'm gonna put them uh, Sing Party uh, ahead of. Uh, number 65, which is right below Barbie and her sister's Puppy Rescue. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Voice is 66, right under that one. Oh, right. Yeah. And again, these these games are just not for me, but there's plenty of other options for karaoke out there. And the Wii U is clearly not the system to get it on. No, no, it is definitely not. I can appreciate there was a, uh, an attempt that was made. Um, we do have a couple of letters this week. I wanted to toss these out here. First one says, hello, Steve, Woody, and guest characters. Finally, we have a guest here when somebody says that. Since the very first Lazy Sunday I booted up your podcast, you have struck me as two podcast hosts who are exceedingly intelligent, humble, well-read, and kind. And this the world, the, the world's sexiest men alive. Obviously, twi- yeah. You've voted twice. Both, both in it. Uh, these are definitely not the voices I expected when I loaded up a retro video game podcast, but it's Uh-oh. a big part of the reason I keep coming back. 
So, being as I genuinely respect your opinions, I'm curious to hear you weigh in on the crossover fad that's been sweeping the entertainment nation for years. Debatably, the trend started in earnest with the first Smash Brothers, but lately has been inescapable. Spider-Man, Fortnite, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, even McDonald's has gotten in on the collab craze. I remember being blown away when Link appeared in Soul Calibur 2, mm -hmm. yet I can't help but feel the trend has jumped the shark. <laughs> Do you also shrug at the news that X character will appear in Y franchise? I just started reading Infinite Jest thanks to you guys, and Ooh. I can't fight the feeling that modern art has become completely replaced by pay-to-play interactive commercials. Thanks for your thoughts, and that is from JMO. Thanks, uh, JMO. Thank you, JMO. It, just, just to be clear, like <laughs> we we're not necessarily saying that you should read Infinite Jest. I'm not sure that's where we came down at the end of that. Podcast, not necessarily. Not but necessarily. You know, hey, listen, you. listen along. Yeah, that's you're great. in for a yeah. voyage. Yeah. Um, I, I also can relate to remembering when Link was going to be in Soul Calibur 2. Oh, that was so super hyped on that. And I remember thinking, like, oh man, I, I only have a PS2 at this moment. Like, who the fuck is Heihachi? Like, yeah, why no, do I give was, a shit about this guy? That was pretty lame. You get Spawn or Link or this old man who punches. And I was still at an age where I thought Spawn was cool. So, like, yeah, it could have that could have swayed me. But yeah. yeah, Heihachi, I had no idea who that was. And Link was also like pretty overpowered in that game. He, he had like bombs and a bow, and everyone else just had swords. Yes. Oh, he was pretty awesome. I mean, you know, I'm not opposed to the crossover idea in general. I think the jump the shark moment for me was probably like Ready Player One or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, like there there was a moment in well, like I mean, you could you could point to like the Lego Movie as being like the I, last time I was genuinely delighted by like, the crossover. That feels like a question of execution because the yeah. Lego Movie and Ready Player One are both could both be essentially mistaken for fan fiction. Totally. Like, of just sort of integrating all these different properties together, but Ready Player One is terribly written. Yeah. And the Lego movie is delightful and funny. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I mean, that's that an example of, like... the shark in, that's, in the early 90s. Yeah, <laughs> the, just, never mind. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great example of one. I mean, uh, as far as, like, gaming crossovers, like, it's... I don't think it's quite as prevalent yet. I'm still excited by the idea. Like, I still get excited to see what character is going to be in Smash Brothers. I, I, I liked the idea that people have been pitching around of, like, uh, the next Mario Kart being just, like, video game kart. I'm, ex you know? I'm excited by it. Well, first off, I think part of it is that when things happen more often, they just become less novel and you yeah. just naturally lose interest in them. Like, crossovers used to be more rare, and so they seemed more exciting. Yeah, totally. But I, I what I am legitimately excited about are the crossovers is that there seems to be more willingness of company crossover. Yeah. Like, because that had been a long time. And even when it was just like, Mario and Sonic are in the same game, or like, we're going to put a Final Fa like Final Fantasy VII character in Smash Brothers. Like, yeah. that is legitimately exciting to feel like, wow, these companies who own this IP are not being quite so tight-fisted with it. Yeah, they're not just, being so precious and that they're letting them come out and, like, play and have a little good sense of fun, yeah, which is, it's nice, yeah. I think in the ideal, I mean, this will never happen because of the way capitalism works, but, like, I think some somewhere down the line it would be ideal that we just get one video game console. Like, sure. That, that's the utopia, right? Yeah, is there you that, go. There's one stops. language, one console. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. exclusives, you know, I get, I get why they exist, but they're still dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I think it's still a fun idea, but I think, uh, you know, they, it needs to be grounded in something, and it needs to kind of maybe, maybe less. Like, keep doing it, just maybe less. Yeah, I, 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 I still get excited when there's crossovers and properties that I'm excited about. And yeah. like, I know, I'm sure that. 
you know, for people who care about Fortnite, that's exciting to them when they get to play as Thanos and Chippendale. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you get to play as the Chris Farley in the Chippendale uh, SNL sketch? <laughs> I'm assuming so. I would <laughs> hope so. All right, one more letter here. It says, hey, guys, I'm listening to your Clay Fighter episode. Patreon plug, Patreon plug. <laughs> Uh, that's his writing, right? not mine. And thinking about how I loved that game as a kid simply because it looked different. Yeah. It got me thinking about games I've picked up simply because their look was unique and striking and how that's been a real mixed bag over the years. The good of Cuphead balanced out with the immediately forgotten blandness of Chris Tales. Uh, I also just me- played a... What re- the hell is Chris Tales? I've never heard of that. Uh, I also just played a pretty mediocre 80s arcade game called Interstellar Laser Fantasy that had cool animated backgrounds via Laserdisc. So do you guys have any games that you can remember recently or as kids that you picked up purely because of their looks? And keep on flopping in the real world, and that is from John. Thanks, John. Yeah, so um, games that we picked up just because we liked the way it looked. Um, There was one that I just bought on Steam. I'm most guilty of this on Steam during Steam sales when games are like 70 cents. Mm -hmm. Um, And Well, the one that does come to mind is a super weird, and like, People are more willing to do weird stuff on my indie PC games. Yeah. Um, so I remember getting one called Jazz Punk, which I played and enjoyed, but is very sort of bizarre and angular. Mm. There's one, and I'm going to look this up and come back to you, come back. Um, but like, it looks like these old, like, stained glass paint. It looks like the Monty Python, like, sketches between like the Holy Grail when they oh. eat Robin's minstrels and there's yeah, like the Gilliam, like uh, paper craft. Um, and yeah. I think it's like an adventure game, like nice. a point and click adventure game that I have not gotten around to playing, but I was like, I just want to buy this for 70 cents. Cause I want this in my collection. Cause it yeah. looks really cool. I mean, I feel like I do this fairly often. Like clay fighter was one of those games for me when I was a kid. So it was booger man, another interplay game. That's also gotten two shout outs this episode. <laughs> um, more recent examples, like I had kind of fallen off on South Park, the show, but then those new games came out from Ubisoft, those new RPGs that looked so identical to the show that like you can control. And uh, I got very excited by that concept and I liked those games. Um, I think those fit. Um, Yeah. The game I was thinking of, the reason I couldn't remember the title of it is because it's called the procession to cavalry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't exactly trip off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I remember really loving the first time I ever saw cell shading. I got very excited by that concept. So I got jet, jet grind radio and um, a, a racing game called Cell Damage that uh, was not good. But jet grind radio was fun. I played that a lot. Do you have any, Lindsay? Oh, I mean, when you talk about cell shading, like I Borderlands, yeah. to me, like it's not, it's not like the gameplay is great, but I think. The first time I ever played it was maybe an ex-boyfriend recommended. And I was like, oh, I, you know, like, what's it about? And like, I don't know. But when I started playing it because of how it looked, and I, I just love the style yeah. of it. It's very new. And then very seeing, comic the, book-y, and very seeing funny. the cosplays that come out of it are amazing. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah. But I also like the looks of certain like games like What Remains of Edith Finch. And, yeah. and games are just, you know, story-based, but also very environment-based. Mm-hmm. Those are always really attractive to me. Yeah, I find myself actually drawn like it's not a genre that I like very much, but like every time I see like still screenshots on like retro gaming websites, I'm like that game looks awesome. Yeah, it's like a bunch of old advent like DOS adventure games from the '90s, Mm -hmm. and like Dark Seed is a series that I always look at and think that's awesome because it's like this sort of horror series based on the works of H.R. Geiger, and you go into these other, like, dark worlds, and, like, you look up screenshots from this game, and you're like, this looks like the greatest game I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. But I've tried to play it, and it's not very fun. No. 
Actually, now that you think, like you mentioned that, I think the game that, that's been the most influential to me recently that I keep playing, even though I finished it, is Inscription. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. Like, okay. There, you can't beat Inscription, it's too hard. There's, there's three acts, and every act has a different style to it. I'm not giving the actual details. Like every, on act one. It took me a long time. Like when I finally started to realize the deck building capacity, I know you like deck building games. I know you do. Um, Once I finally realized how it worked and like what the different icons on the map meant, like the style is so cool. And like the, the, that you you're like in a board game and then you can walk out into the real world. And then the act two completely changes everything. Like, I don't know. I, I love it. And I'm playing it in the mod version. It's called Casey's mod. And there's a lot of backstory, and I'm not going to go into it. No, don't. But it's in development mode, and you can still play it. And it's there's a whole community on subreddit, and I need to unfollow it because people post way too often. Yeah. And I keep getting notifications, but it's all really interesting. And there's just a culture around this game, and, and it looks and it feels amazing, and I probably play it every day. Well, a hearty endorsement for Inscription and a less hearty endorsement for Sing Party and the voice I want you. Yes, yes, decidedly less. Uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. We knew we couldn't have a karaoke episode without you. I had to get you in here, so thank you for making it's the time. It's because I sing better than you. Oh, sh- it's, no, okay. Let's no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's that. a lie. Yeah. You've been in musicals. I sing in my bedroom by myself. Which is a, a kind of musical. I mean, and yeah. to be clear, I've been in musicals too, and you objectively sing better than I do, <laughs> so I'm not sure that that is the metric. Uh, well, be sure to tune in next week. We are cracking open our first ever Toys to Life games. We're playing the Skylanders series. So that's uh, that's four games in one, uh, but they're all pretty much the same game, so we can you know kind of compile them there. Uh, so Skylanders, tune in for that next week. I'm going to break out some little dorky figurines. I've probably got some lying around so here. No, another layer of nerdiness we can unpack my, my in, in the layer cake of Steve and Woody. What Oof. layer of nerd will we uncover next? This, this is such a Venn diagram of our nerdiness, too, that like I've been really afraid to open. Like I don't want to get into these games, but I, 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 there's a chance I might be really into them. Aren't they still just basically Spyro? They started as Spyro, okay. but they so evolved So they're not toys to games, necessarily. They had a game to start. Well, that was the sassiest tone I've ever heard of someone who doesn't know what this game is. But yep, thank you. Exactly. I'm going to take it. I can be snarky when I want to be. All right. Well, we will see you next week for Skylanders. Goodbye. Sing, sing a song. Sing out loud. Sing out strong. Sing of good things, not bad. Sing of happy, not sad Sing, sing a song Make it simple